With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast. Bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation, it's good to be back. And Scott. Hello, old friends. It's been a while since we've gotten together, since we have re- since we have recorded. we got to get a lot of dust off the things. I can Coming out talk. of hibernation. That's how long it's been. I can't even form a sentence tonight. Well, it's because you're That's not wearing not a shirt. New. Put some pants on, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> no, we you know we've been busy doing stuff. Ryan's a world traveler. It's good to be home though. Europe, Asia, Asia, <laughs> no, Saint just, George, just Europe. <laughs> Did John Peace make it okay? Did it remind you when you cross the plains with the pioneers, Ryan? And remember how you brought the South End Zone along with you all the way back from the Midwest. <laughs> South End Zone. It's so old. They, they brought it was brought across a plane. The stands. Oh, wow. This the is locker rooms. This is the place, and then they built that thing. Wow. <laughs> well, I hope everyone's doing well out there. Um, holy cow! It's been, good to be back talking it's, Utah it's, football. It's been good. I've been at home potty training a two-year-old, so it's it. This is a lot better. I'm exp- glad you I'm, added that two-year-old. That explains <laughs> why you're not wearing pants. <laughs> I'm working with two-year-olds right now, so it's about the same. Cam, I just wet myself. <laughs> Ryan, you got that covered. Oh, we have uh, you know some some big news. Uh, we launched our website, utahmanpodcast.com. You can find. A um, bunch of our old shows on there. You can always get up-to-date shows and articles that we've written. Uh, if you follow us on iTunes, you will have to subscribe to the new kind of link through iTunes. Um, but we're excited. It's I think it's a good opportunity for us to kind of expand our brand and, and reach all Ute Nation that's out there. The important thing is we still have our sponsor, we do, and that is Double Tree Suites by Hilton in Salt Lake City downtown. Give them a call, 801-359-7800. Uh, we're excited to partner with them up again this season. This is going to be our third football season doing the podcast. And it, thanks to fans like you who would have listening. Who would have thought? But we're excited about that. We're going to have more giveaways, uh, more free nights, uh, more gift certificates to their bar. No, we'll have to do another game down there. More singing from Scott. More singing. Hey, I just give the people what they want to hear. <laughs> it's not singing. Okay, PK. <laughs> oh, don't you even go there. 
I just want to make it clear we we have taken the credential away from Gordon Moss, and he will not be participating <laughs> in any Utah Man podcast. So speaking of that, you know, let's kind of get this show started. We're going to be talking Big Twelve expansion. We're going to be talking about media credentials. Big 12 expansion, because I know you guys have not heard enough about this. So there's there's a hunger out there for, for some Big 12 expansion, so we just need to feed that hunger. I'm going to be completely honest. I am glad I've been out of the country for a few weeks and that had to listen to that stuff. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh no, let's really break it down. Just come of the roster changes that have happened this off season. Stevie T leaves. Did you say Stevie T because you don't know how to pronounce his last name? Yes. <laughs> go ahead. That's Scott. what he goes. Go by ahead, anyway. Scott. If if you wanna, go ahead. Like I don't have it in front of me. I can't. Oh, I can't okay. re- recite it off memory. Stevie T leaves Utah. Is transfer transfers to USC. He was third string, but, you know, with how we run the defense. He wasn't going to be third string. He was last year. But really. He still got a lot of players. And that's him. what I mean. There's not a big difference on this Utah defense from one to three. The way that they so rotate. They rotate. He still was going to get a lot of time. Do you think it's going to hurt the defensive line with him leaving? No. No. I don't, so deep. I don't think. I mean, I think it's I think it's a situation for him. He wants an opportunity to shine so he can get some pro scouts, you know, looking at him and obviously give him an opportunity at the next level. Which, you know, with the reputation that Utah's building, especially along the defensive line, he was going to get the looks. The you know the film doesn't lie, and he still would have give been given enough reps. But wearing that USC gear, that brings a lot of eyeballs as well. So, you know, hope he's probably going to get more playing time at USC than he would have at Utah. Well, and I think that's what kind of came down to because I know he went to Nebraska, he went to Alabama. Uh, it really came that USC had an open spot, a guaranteed starting Yeah, position. well, they're, they're pretty thin on the defensive line. Exactly. And uh, But as far as Utah is concerned, I'm <sighs> – Sure, it would have been good to have him and the extra depth and the experience that he brought I, to I the table. I think the experience is what's what could hurt. But we're so deep. I mean, you know, there's guys that uh, um, uh, Havili, um, Pasani Tassini, or I may have gotten that backwards. Either way, it's something like that. <laughs> um, those those guys turned heads in in spring ball and. We've got plenty of depth. We've got plenty of guys, and and quite frankly, we've got a lot of experience still that's on the roster. So defensive well, line, we're going to be just fine. Well, if you look at the starting five with Dimmick, Mokafisi, Lotule, Lotulele, and uh, Fitz, that's a starting that's a starting line that'll match anybody in the country. And then you've got guys behind him that are just as good. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got, on the two deep, you've got uh, the kid from Murray, um, who's already, he's already in the two deep as a true freshman. And so we've got a lot of talent coming in. There's, uh, I mean, the pipeline's full. I don't think as a Ute fan, we ever need to worry about the defensive line. As long as Kyle's here, defensively, and especially along the defensive line, you don't really have to worry they don't neglect the position. They know where their bread is buttered. Um, they know they've got to recruit there. And quite frankly, I think with the reputation that they have, 
it's easy to recruit along the defensive line of Utah. So, and if you listen to all the other coaches talk about playing Utah, every single one of them talks about how big and physical the defensive line is. It's it's what Utah's known for, and it's going to continue to be known for as long as Kyle's here. Well, at, at Pac-12 Media Days last week, uh, Shaw talked about that at Stanford. I mean, Stanford, in a lot of ways, is looked at as the, the bully, right, of the Pac-12. They're the team that's physical. They play a different brand of football. Well, all he talked about was comparing himself to Kyle Whittingham and the, 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 the programs, how they're run, the schemes that they play. They play old-fashioned football. They play it the right way. And Utah, you know, e- even as a Mountain West Conference member, we were getting that recognition defensively. Mm-hmm. Now it's taken to a whole new level. I mean, um, national guys are putting, uh, right now, Utah's ranked the number third defensive line in the country right now, as of today, by uh, some media ex- you know, that have been uh, kind of going through uh, the country and, and rating different position groups. The respect is there. The notoriety is there defensively. But, uh, so yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about it. I think we're going to be just fine and, uh, you know, Stevie T's loss. I did love his picture when he got to USC after he you know, came <laughs> to them and he's wearing a Utah sweater. Hadn't made it into the... Shirt, had the drum and feather on it. Yep. Anyway, fight on, right? All right. And then, uh, it's a little bit of sad news. Hiva Lutui, uh, starting center, he's Injured his ACL during spring ball, uh, and he's going to be out the rest of the year. And the Salt Lake Tribune is reporting that that's going to be the end of his career. Is it the end of his playing career or just his college career? I guess his college career. Well, his college career. He's he's out of eligibility. He he voluntarily redshirted as a true freshman, um, and it wasn't injury related, so he's not eligible for a, a medical hardship or medical red shirt for this coming year so obviously with him not being Which, able to play he's out that the rule doesn't really make sense i mean Taysom hill is 35 <laughs> how come he keeps getting medical red he's got a doctorate at byu get golly um Miss so, molly uh too bad for well when you when you've revolutionized the quarterback position oh, yes. like he has you yes know. yes yes <laughs> You guys concerned with the O line with him being out? Before you jump in, I'll just say I'm I'm really not just because I trust Jim Harding and what he's doing. With the addition of Garrett Bowles, um, and then I think uh, I don't know who they're going to slide into center, but right now it's Nick Nawaskowski. I think I think come spring you're going to see a lot of movement along the offensive line because Kyle has said many times they are going to start the, their best five offensive linemen meaning you may have been a starting position you may have been a starting left tackle at, in the last year and you're going to be a starting guard you know um to be able to get the five best athletes the five best uh offensive linemen on the field so you know there's there's talk out there that JJ Dealman he's going to be getting some reps at uh, at center you know he was the right tackle last year potentially even at the guard position. So I think you're going to see a lot of movement, which I think is good. You're going to find what what uh, what group works best um, and who can thrive in some of these positions. So, um, But yeah, I think Garrett Bowles is pretty much locked down, assuming 
he is what we all think he is. He'll be the left tackle. Oh, and uh, Whittingham even talked about him at media day, saying, you know, sometimes you don't really know what you're going to get from a JC guy, and sometimes it takes him a year to really get to Division One speed to really know what you're going to get. But he's saying Bowles is the real deal. On the depth chart that came out, they've listed Bowles as the second string left tackle behind Tevy. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Tevy's played center before, hasn't he? I think I don't know. I don't I don't recall recall if Tevy's played center. I know he's yes. played some guard and and some tackle. I would suspect uh, with with that kind of size, I don't see him at a center position. I think he's probably either going to be one of your tackles. Potentially could if JJ slides into the center spot, you know, he could potentially slide into the right tackle. Um or or maybe Dillman's guard. Six five though, that's a big center. It is, but he's he's not as he's pretty he's pretty nimble. But I'm not gonna break down the offensive line position because I uh, you know yeah Jack be nimble Jack be quick. But you know I mean we're not even talking about Jackson Barton. I mean we've got talent mm-hmm. across this offensive line. Uh, Darren Paulo um, coming off a redshirt year. A lot of talk He's among two him. Deep at both guards, and I, yeah. I think this is you know a production of being in the Pac-12 now for six years. Oh so yeah, we, now we're we're starting the dividends of this recruiting, getting the twos and threes that can move up and play with the ones. Mm-hmm. Well, and the good thing is, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Kyle Whittingham's a guy who's going to run the ball first and foremost and establish that, and then you want to be able to be able to play action and pass the ball. We'll get into the quarterback position, but I think with a new quarterback, we're going to run the heck out of the ball this year. And having a experienced offensive line is going to be huge, not only for pass protection, but for being able to run the ball over and over and over again. And, you know, just like we've seen for years and years, protect the defense. And then just, you know, kind of some fun news. Uh, some guys that are signing deals with the NFL. Kendall Thompson, who I have been trying to preach to you two oh, for two go. years, <laughs> what a special athlete oh, he is. Please. No, I believe it was quarterback that you said. I mean, we need, if we need to pull the tape, nope. we can do that. He signs a three-year deal. For what? For what, Cam? Why don't you tell our listeners for what? what Wide position? receiver. Boom. Tough acting to acting. Boom. But he played wide receiver in the Vegas Bowl. And that put him over the top. <laughs> that, that, that one career reception. How funny is it that a backup quarterback is getting a three-year deal to play wide receiver in the NFL when we've had issues at wide receiver? It, it really makes you think. Like Last year we had serious issues at wide receiver. We had some issues at quarterback. Well, and, and I mean, obviously a lot of that's tied to the quarterback position yeah, and how well they can. With Travis being so ac- not accident prone, injury prone, um, you, you probably don't want your backup out there playing wide receiver with the chance to get hurt, and then you're toast if if something happens to Travis. I mean, I can see that, but it it is ironic that uh, he gets a deal. As a wide receiver. I always knew he was going to play in the NFL. I've been trying to tell you guys that for two years now. (laughs) Ever since he came over from Oklahoma. 
No, I, I congratulations to him. That's I mean, it's a big achievement playing in the NFL. It's uh, it's a big deal. So congrats. And uh, and Jason Winningham signing a contract with the Minnesota Vikings, which is today. great for him. But how has Gianni Paul not signed a deal yet? And Winningham has. You know. The th- the thing with the NFL, you you see it every year. Measurables makes a difference. Gianni Paul does not have him. He doesn't have the height for, um, or really, quite frankly, the speed. Yeah. He's got it. Game day, he he gets the job done. But you know, they, this I think the, the measurables plays too big of a factor when it comes to the NFL. And you also got to think with the NFL, the contracts aren't all guaranteed money. No, so they're not. It, you know, you can you sign a lot of guys for your fall camp, and then kind of. But uh, I know Whittingham's a big dude, but have they seen how fast he runs? So that kind of covers uh, kind of the roster changes and moves, and kind of the surprises in the NFL with the Utes. Uh, there was uh, Pac-12 Media Day. Utes were picked to finish third in the South. They had two first place votes. For their division, uh, falling behind UCLA and USC. I'm actually surprised they're third, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, mean, I am in some respects, but with with the name brand of UCLA and USC, I'm not. All, I'm also not. Oh, let, oh, let me rephrase that. I I thought they would be fourth or fifth. Oh, well, I I think they're ga- they're gaining that respect. I think honestly. I mean, if if you've li- if you listen to what a lot of these national writers have to say about Utah, if we had a returning starter at the quarterback position coming back, I think hands down we would have probably been picked number one. See, and I think that's why I would have put them at four. It's just but, but, because of the unknown with the offense. Well, but, yeah, but, but we've at, we've had the unknown with the offense since we joined the league, and and yet we've still had two seasons where we've had a legitimate shot three seasons quite frankly that we've had a legitimate shot to win the south obviously haven't gotten it done as of yet but we're there questions you know we've been we've been pretty average at best offensively and still still gotten the job done so you know obviously uh, there's still questions at quarterback but you've got questions at quarterback at usc but they're usc that's the that's the difference right there because usc is bringing in a new quarterback their defensive line is not as deep as we are uh, they do have some great talent, a wide receiver and running back, but their quarterback is unknown. Um, and I don't think their defense is going to be as good as it has been in the past. But they recruit like nobody in the Pac-12, so that's why that's why yeah. they're given the benefit of the doubt. And kind of just going off with what you're saying, Scott, kind of that uh, recognition that Utah's getting. I went back the last, well, every year they've been in the Pac-12 where they got predicted by the media. Uh, last year it was 5th, 14 it was 5th, 13 it was 5th, and then 12, they were 2nd and 11, they were picked 3rd. But still three years in a row at 5th, and now they're you know they're moving up to 3rd even with the questions on offense. And again, that speaks to your point of you know they are getting recognized, they're starting to get that name brand outside of this state. It's true, and what what excites me about the possibilities this season is if we, and obviously this is a big if because we don't know what to expect, but if we get production from the quarterback position, which we haven't really had the last few years, we Wilson was a 
a game manager, I guess you could say. But he didn't wow you with his passing skills. He he could run a little bit here and there. But if you get a guy, if it's whether it's Troy Williams or Huntley or Cox, if one of them steps up and you get some production from that quarterback, it could be a pretty good season. If uh, you know, if you listen to Kyle when he had Pac-12 media days, he harped a lot on there has to be improvement at the wide receiver position, and they've got to got get they have to get improved play at the quarterback position. Two big keys to this coming year. We've all been harping on it. It's been a frustration for you fans for a long, long time now. Enough playing games. Enough just getting by. In my opinion, there's pressure on Aaron Roderick, pressure on Harding, and pressure on Whittingham this year. You've got to see strides. I know I know we're, we're going to be going in with a, a new quarterback regardless who it is, whether it's Cox, whether it's Huntley, or whether it's Williams. But whoever it is, you've got to see production because this is getting ridiculous. You're a Pac-12 team. It's time to start acting like one offensively. It'll be nice. I, I mean, I completely agree with the with the wide receiver comment, but it'll be nice to get Tim Patrick back. Because uh, he's got some, but, he's but, got some game experience. But what do we really know about Tim Patrick? You, I keep hearing that he's got very little experience. He's got more than Butler, Bird. I know, <laughs> but that's partly what scares me. Is everyone's just relying on t- Patrick's going to save the day? He's well, got I'm not the talent. He's going to save the day. But I'm not it, saying. I'm not saying you specifically, but that's kind of the sentiment out there. Is okay. Patrick's our go-to guy. He's going to be the guy that we rely on this year, um, whether it's catching the ball. And he's got that potential, but he also hasn't shown all that much either. Well, and I think that's why there's so many questions around this offense, is that people have to grasp at straws. We don't know what we're going to get from Patrick. We don't know what we're going to get from Tyrell Smith. We don't know what we're going to get from Corey Butler-Bird. We've seen flashes from all of them. Hopefully no more ejections. <laughs> We've seen flashes from all of them, but do we really know what we're going to get game in and game out? No, we don't. And I, and I think that's why when I say maybe I would have put them fourth or even fifth, it's just because of those questions. I, well, I agree. I agree 100%. But I think as good as we are special teams-wise, which there's questions of special teams now, um, and defensively, I mean – We've been pretty pathetic offensively and still been there. True. So True. I, I think we're going to be there. It's whether we can get above average play offensively. They can put us over the top to actually not just come close to winning the South, but actually win the South. And I think the one of the big key things is that we're keeping the same offense from last year. <laughs> so I think that helps set the team up for success. It, it, well, it definitely does. And if, if you look at the... The size, I mean, you've got Smith, who's 6'4", you've got Patrick, who's 6'5", and you think about your two outside wide receivers with the potentially the ability to go up and get any ball thrown to them. So I hope they can get it done. Yeah, I mean, we had that with Kenneth Scott last year. And to an extent, we utilized him at times, but not nearly to the extent that we really needed to. Those curl routes. (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, it's interesting, you know, a few minutes ago we were talking about how we've, through recruiting, we've been able to build depth at the offensive line and the defensive line, but we haven't 
seen that depth at wide receiver yet. And I does that I think that goes back to the change in offensive play callers for several years. It also goes back to the ability of the coaching staff to bring in a solid quarterback. Well, well, see, I, and, you know, Brian Sweeney, friend of the program on 700, not to toot our own horns or anything, but he even talked about that this week that recruits know that Utah doesn't throw the ball mm-hmm. a whole lot. Yeah. They don't throw it very well. And so a lot of wide receivers are turned off by Utah. Well, yeah, I mean, look, you look at Washington State. If you're a running back, do you want to go play at Washington State? No. You'd rather go play at Utah because you know that Utah's exactly. going to run the ball. If you're a wide receiver, you got to choose Washington State or you got to play choose Utah. You know, they want the ball. Wide receivers of all positions on the football Wait, team, I, wide receivers are the quote-unquote prima donnas, right? They're the ones that want the flash. Well, I think you can say that, that about want... any position. Though. Well, you can. They but... all want the ball. They all want to score touchdowns. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying of all these positions, typically wide receivers are the ones that want the attention. They want the ball. Um, yeah, they don't. They don't want to. They don't want to block. They don't want to run a, a five yard out. They want to. They want to run the ball. They want the ball thrown all over the field. They want to score touchdowns. And until we can show some success that. in that, you know, I think. And that's not to say we don't have talent. We've got talent at the wide receiver position. Tyrone Smith, Caleb Rep, Corey Butler, Bird, Kyle Folks is faster than lightning. Tim Patrick. Raylon Singleton was a big recruit. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy himself. There's there's guys there that have the ability to go and catch the ball and do a good job. It's can the quarterback get them the ball, and when the ball is thrown, are we going to catch it? Yeah, I, I you know I also think uh, having the coaching change with Guy Holiday, I think that will help. I think so too. Can't hurt. I mean, I mean, let's just kind of break that down for a second. I know, I know we've talked about it on other podcasts, but really, I was really excited about the stubble field hire what Winningham made, and that was that turned out to be disastrous. Had Christensen written all over it, and it's interesting because you you look at other hires like Sheree Shaw. I questioned that big time. I'm like, uh, he's been practicing law. He's been doing sideline reporting. He's been tearing it up, and he's one of their biggest recruiters in Southern well, California. Well, he's, he's got that. He, he, he's Regardless of what he was doing before, you saw the personality and how he could impact kids. Mm-hmm. And and that's translated well into, you know, you know the game, mm-hmm. you study the game, you, you're going to be able to coach it with that type of personality. If you want to talk about personality, you got it at the wide receiver coaching position right now. Guy Holiday, man, he is a hoot to listen to. And it doesn't put up his tweets. He's that shot in the arm that he that position needed. He is, and and he's he's got. You can't argue with his success. I mean, he's he did a lot with what BYU had down at the wide receiver position for years at UTEP. He put guys into the league, so he's got the ability to take guys who are not highly recruited and get them to be successful and get them to the next level. Now he's he's recruiting as a Pac-12 team. He's got that drum and feather on his shirt when he walks into these schools and sits down with these kids. He's got a track record. So that should start paying dividends. It may not immediately, but that should start helping us to get in some more doors. And, you know, if we can have some breakout performances this year, it's, I think that's going to go a long ways to start giving us an identity offensively. 
because right now it's we play defense. Everybody knows that mm-hmm. they look at Utah and well, they play defense and they run the ball. That's great, and we need to continue to do that. We've just got to continue to build on that offensively through the air. Just kind of uh, finish out the Pac-12 media days. I know we've we've kind of gotten a little off topic there, but I think it was a good discussion. But Pac-12 media days, uh, did you guys have any surprises as far as other teams that were where they got ranked by media? I thought a lot of the coaches were wearing some pretty ugly shirts. <laughs> Nike, Nike is, they're struggling with some of their designs right now. Just throwing that out there. I was kind of surprised Colorado got picked last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll well. I don't know what I was Actually, Arizona State in number five—that's kind of surprising to me. I know they didn't have a great year last year, but typically, I mean, they're a pretty pretty even team. Yeah, okay. they're they're, they're here, bringing in a brand new quarterback here, as well. This is where I kind of get a little lost. What's the deal with Washington, and why is everyone in love with them? It's because they're who's their coach? Who's their coach? It's the Boise State brand. Whether is, is that what it comes down to? Because I I'm asking like I don't I don't know why everyone's so in love with them. I I'm not saying they're a bad team, but people are saying they could beat Stanford for well, the division. Here's the deal. I mean, Washington as of late they've not been all that good, right? I mean, for several years now, but historically. They've had a lot of success. They've won a national championship. They've, uh, you know, they're a, they're somewhat of a brand name. They haven't been recently, and now they're starting to come back. They've got a good defense. They they played us very well. Not 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 that we had a dynamic offense, but you know they they're in a lot, in a lot of ways they're what Utah should be. They play great defense. But yet they have a good dynamic offense. Okay, and I'm not and they saying have a good quarterback. I'm not too. saying that they're terrible, and I'm not. I know. I know what I'm saying. There, there, there's a lot of hype. It, I get it, it. It's interesting that people are putting them above Oregon. Oh, I know. And 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 you got to prove it first. I mean, eight first place votes to one. That's pretty significant. Yeah, I mean they they they've made some progress, but uh, I don't I don't see it this year. I think it's probably a year out. Next year is where I think okay. they probably have a chance to be pretty good. I didn't know if I was good. up in the night or something. No, or... I, I mean, they're definitely getting a lot of hype, but I don't think everybody's bagging on them saying, oh, they don't deserve this. Well, I think they're going to turn some heads, in my opinion. We'll see. We will see. And then uh, we get them in Rice Eccles this year, so we will see. And to round us out, uh, fall camp begins August 4th through the 20th. <laughs> Football season's upon us. Yeah, it's. Uh, Fall camp starts next week. It's crazy. Want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Big ups, huh? <laughs> so it'll be August fourth to the twentieth. Uh, scrimmages will be on the eleventh and sixteenth. So practices are closed to the public. Uh, the media is going to be allowed in for the last twenty minutes. There's not a lot you can really see and observe in twenty minutes. A lot of it. It's just them running sprints and whatnot. Uh, but we'll have you covered. Uh, we will have our credentials for this fall, so we'll bring you interviews throughout throughout fall camp and kind of bring you news that we can see up there. All right, and those interviews from fall camp will be brought to you uh, by our good friends at Doubletree Suites 
by Hilton Salt Lake City downtown. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter N, Feather. And Scott? Uh, you can find me at uh, Uteman underscore forever. That is Uteman underscore forever. And you can follow me and this podcast at Utah Man Podcast. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at our home, utahmanpodcast.com. And go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be tell a daikai The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah. Your cream cheese. What's in it? <laughs> Don't you like when Cam gets on his rolls? <laughs> Give you a warm glass. Of sh- that should be a song. Dimples and Temple Recommends. <laughs> I love to see your dimples. <laughs> I'm going in. there someday <laughs> to utilize that recommend so I can work for Channel 5. <laughs> what great lyricists you guys are. <laughs> okay, so before we go, uh, we, Scott, you want to talk about special teams. Nah, They've good. had a lot of turnover. <laughs> I freaking hate him. <laughs> I'll take a pass. Now I know why tigers eat their young.